Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. Our Gospel lesson for this morning comes from Mark, the 8th chapter. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Those who want to save their life will lose it. Those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On January 13, 1982, Air Florida Flight 90 took off from Washington National Airport in Washington, D.C., with 79 occupants on board. On this particular co- particularly cold and icy day, in, in an already cold and icy January, the plane failed to gain altitude and tragically crashed into the 14th Street Bridge. The airliner hit six cars and a truck before plunging into the Potomac, killing everyone, but six, uh, all but six of its passengers on impact. A U.S. Park Police helicopter was quickly dispatched to seek out survivors. When they found the six who were struggling to hold on to life amidst the frigid river waters, they lowered a rescue rope to save them one by one. As the rope jostled over the water to make it to the crash victims, it was repeatedly retrieved first by Arland Williams Jr., a bank examiner for the Federal Federal Reserve of the United States. Even though Arland was long known to have an overwhelming fear of water, he did not use the rope to save himself. He handed it to one survivor. And then another, 
then the next, until all of the other five had escaped the icy waters to safety. Sadly, by the time Arland was the only survivor left, the tail section that he was pinned to had submerged beneath the water, and he drowned. Arlen died because he saved others instead of himself. An image of losing one's life for the sake of others, if there ever was one. For his heroism, President Reagan awarded him the U.S. Coast Guard's gold saving, uh, life-saving medal a year later. And it is men like Arlen who make this country strong and true. Jesus said, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. He was speaking most directly to his disciples who would soon see their Messiah executed on a cross before their eyes and needed to, be reassured, uh, needed to reassure them that this was the path to salvation, not the opposite. He was also speaking to us Christians who follow long after, commanding us to see that we do not live and die to ourselves, to our own wants and desires, to our own passions, to our own gains, victories, and triumphs, or even to our own losses, setbacks, and griefs. As Christians, we are called to follow God and look outwardly to help our neighbors, even at the expense of ourselves. The way of Christ is the way of the cross. Now, see, this maybe seems like the most obvious statement I have ever preached from this pulpit, right? Crosses are all over Christian churches, all over our Bibles, even all over our church websites. Crosses are probably the most common symbol on Christian jewelry. <clears throat> they are featured on Christian t-shirts, Christian music album covers. They are a central symbol of many, of the, many a stained glass window throughout the Christian world. A high school friend of mine even got a tattoo of a cross to represent her faith. And though another classmate asked her, why do you have a tattoo of a T? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> I think that when most people see a cross, they think of Christianity. A cross is a symbol that definitely represents our faith. At the same time, the idea that the way of Christ is the way of the cross seems far from many of the lives that Christians live anymore. Jesus said that if we are to be his followers, we must deny ourselves, take up our own cross, and follow him. Instead of being recognized for our self-sacrifice, our altruistic compassion, and our self-denial and pursuit of righteousness. Christians are often 
criticized by non-Christians these days for being self-righteous, judgmental, self-serving, and even prideful. While the symbols we wear clearly show the faith we claim, our actions and attitudes often stray from the way of our Savior, who took up the cross for our sake. I think many critics of our faith these days would agree with Mahatma Gandhi's famous sentiment when he said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Yet, even though we fail to follow Christ's path with any sort of perfection, we are still called to deny ourselves, take up our crosses, and follow him. Now, this was never meant literally, of course. Christ was not calling us all to be executed on Roman crosses, after all. But like Arlen Williams, sacrificing his own rescue for the sake of his fellow passengers, we all have burdens that we are called to take up for the sake of our neighbors. Whether it be the firefighters and rescue workers running toward the destruction in New York City 20 years ago. Or the doctors and nurses who have worked themselves ragged caring for all of us throughout this pandemic. Volunteers who staff food banks and fire stations across rural America. Or the myriad of others who set aside their own time, interests, and even their own safety for the sake of others. Show us what it is to follow Christ's command. As parents, co-workers, siblings, spouses, friends, and whatever other roles we find ourselves in, we are all called to follow Christ first and foremost in our lives and show our commitment to our Lord, to others, by often and regularly putting our well-being, their well-being above our own. The way of Christ is the way of the cross. And the way of the cross is to care for others more than ourselves. I invite you this week to contemplate Christ's words anew. Ask yourself, what are the crosses that, what crosses do I bear for the sake of Christ and for the sake of my neighbors? How do I care for others as much or more than I care for myself? How do I deny my own wants and needs for the benefit of others? Be serious. Be humble, but be honest with yourself. At the same time, I also invite you to ask yourself, how do I fail to take up my cross and deny myself for the sake of others? In what ways do I care for my own wants and needs when I should be caring for others? Well, I'm not asking for a written confession here or anything like that. Though if you do need somebody to talk to, I am available. Rather, I am inviting you to ponder how these words of Christ speak in, to you in your life 
today. In the end, sisters and brothers, we can be reassured that these words of our Lord are true and straight to the point. As we deny ourselves and follow Christ above everything else in our lives, we trust that our lives are returned to us infinitely through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because Christ gave himself for us, we receive life and receive it abundantly, even as we deny ourselves for the sake of others. The way of Christ is indeed the way of the cross. And the way of the cross is the way of life that is always abundant and full. May the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.